Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday. Hey, hello and welcome to ESP Tipcast 124, your birthday edition, because it's my birthday. Hey, folks, it is a special May 12th edition. Uh, of the ESP Tipcast, and I thought I'd drop off an extra tip on my birthday, and maybe you'll drop me a donation at www.espanswers.com. You can go there, say happy birthday to me. But in all seriousness, folks, here is your extra tip, and this one comes from the world of sports nutrition, and we're talking about beet juice. And yeah, beet juice is still out there. If you've not tried beet juice, uh, I'm not sure what you're missing out on because it tastes so... But it does work. And so the research on beet juice is pretty, pretty good. It's pretty good Uh, in the world of supplements. Probably not up there with, say, creatine, but it's certainly very effective, but in order to get the most out of beet juice, you've really got to use it in the right timing. And most of the research, I'd say most of the research indicates that beet juice is most effective in that kind of that 10 minute performance range. Again, the studies that have looked at more kind of endurance performance, longer endurance events, maybe up to like one, two, three, especially very long endurance events, four hours. Beet juice doesn't seem to have as much of an impact. And there are a number of reasons uh, potentially why that is. Now, if you're not familiar with beet juice, and I have talked about it in past podcasts, very briefly, beet juice has nitrates, okay? And the nitrates get converted in our bodies to nitric oxide, which by the way are also or is also released by our uh, arteries, okay? And so it's one of the factors that allows our arteries to vasodilate. If you vasodilate, you increase blood flow. So if you take beet juice, uh, particularly over a period of days, and then you take it before your event, it's going to get in the blood and it's going to vasodilate, increase blood flow, uh, potentially to the working muscle. It will reduce blood pressure and there's a good bit of research that shows that it improves overall exercise efficiency uh, by lowering oxygen consumption or cost. Now, again, the mechanisms here are not so important to us, but just realize that if you are going to use beet juice and you're thinking that maybe you're going to get into your half or your full Ironman triathlon, um, it's probably not going to be effective at the end of the race, but there are some key points where it would be effective, particularly the beginning of the race. So the way you want to think about beet juice, and again, this is more my opinion, just looking at the research, is you want to take it uh, before the event, okay? And so again, most of the research shows that the the, the beet juice taken uh approximately one to two to maybe three hours before your event will give enough time for those nitrates to peak in the blood. That's the first part of the key part. So you want to time it right. I'd say in general, uh, you might want to take um, enough beet juice to, to, to have it peak about two hours later. Okay. So probably around the time that you eat your breakfast. 
Now, if you are a triathlete, that times very well with both the swim, okay? So you want to time it well in advance of the swim. You're going to increase blood flow to the working muscles, potentially improve your swim, even even if we say it's only effective in maybe that first 10 to 15 minute range. Again, that is performance gains that you're going to get early on in the race. And that could be maybe a 30 second advantage. But there's another reason why it is so important to take it before your swim. And that's because when you get in the water, okay, and it doesn't have to be that cold of water. In fact, um, as far as I know, even up to say like 85 degrees or 90 degrees, your body has a natural response where it's going to vasoconstrict. And one of the impacts that beet juice is going to have is going to help the vasodilate. Uh, So very important. Plus, it might actually save your life. Uh, If we look at the research on sudden death in triathlon, we also see that a lot of triathletes suffer some some vasoconstriction. Uh, again, if you already have heart issues, perhaps that could be linked to it. It doesn't matter. Again, for us, you want to time it so that it impacts your swim and potentially if you time it well enough when you're getting out of the water, first getting onto the bike, we all know that there's a lot of blood flow up in the upper cavity, the arms, the chest, but there's not a lot of blood flow in the legs. So again, vasodilation is going to improve that blood flow to the legs. So when you get on the bike, if you have more blood flow, you're going to perform better. All right. And so last but not least is again, going back to that, that timing issue. But let's say that you have an event, it's early in the morning and maybe that warm-up time is not ideal, but the whole point is that any little advantage that you have early on an event could set you up for a better performance later. And I think, in my opinion, one of the reasons why we're not seeing such an imper- a, a improvement in performance later in exercise is that the fact is that you can only vasodilate so much, and it is a slower response. So once we maximally vasodilate, particularly in the heat, the next thing that the body's going to do is actually start to vasoconstrict because we have to get that blood to the skin to cool ourselves. And so you're going to start to pull blood away from, say, the working muscles. So then a real quick recap on beetroot juice. Again, you want to think about the timing. It's going to take about two hours to peak in the blood. And you want to try to time it so that it is going to improve your performance when you need it at the beginning. Okay, so it might not help you long term, but certainly any performance gain, even if it's in the beginning of the race, can help. Hey, folks, that's it for this extra special birthday edition of the ESP Tipcast, Tipcast 124. If you have questions, please send them to me at esppodcast at gmail.com. You can also send me a birthday wish if you want. You can send me some money in the mail or you can go on over to the website www.espanswers.com and you can donate on PayPal there. But uh, again, If you have questions, email me at esppodcast at gmail.com. And remember, if you're not thinking ahead, you're falling behind. Later.